Welcome to Wicked Laughs. It's a weekly podcast comedy series that we put together so you folks can refine your funny bone. It's Think and Grow Funny series with my special co-host today, special. Tom Hayes. Tom and I have been in the comedy and entertainment and laughter business for many years. And we decided to put this together because it's so important for people to get back their sense of humor and their comedy zen, as you want to put it. Right, Tom? I like that. Good morning. Yes. Uh, Lighten up, folks. Well, you know, as you can tell, uh, I'm carrying Tom because he's not the the, uh, uh, prettiest uh, light bulb in the uh, socket or the prettiest ornament on the tree. Thank God for me, though. You don't like this, Bucky? You don't like that? The no, anyway. love that. Well, you know what they say. Yeah, well, you know what they say. That men, I, men who are bald in the front are great thinkers. Men who are bald in the back are great lovers. Men who are bald in the front and the back think they're great lovers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I led you right into the joke of the day. Yeah, you did. Well, uh, speaking of jokes, I got one. I got one for you folks. I don't know if you've heard this one, Tom, but I, <clears throat> I have so many jokes in my joke library, but I wanted to bring this one up. Speaking about getting old, um, this old timer is sitting on the porch one morning, rocking back and forth, and he sees this young kid walking down the dirt road by his house. And the kid's carrying a roll of chicken wire. And the old guy says, well, what are you going to do with that chicken wire there, youngster? And he says, well, I'm going to catch me some chickens. So you can't catch chickens with a chicken wire. <laughs> so sure enough, later that evening, the kid comes walking back and he's dragging the unrolled chicken wire. And he's got 30 chickens caught in the chicken wire. <laughs> so the guy's scratching his head. The next morning, the kid's walking by again. And the old guy notices he's got duct tape in his hands. <laughs> duct tape. He says, where are you going with that duct tape there, young fella? He said, I'm going to catch me some ducks. So sure enough, at the end of the day, the kid comes walking back, and he's dragging the unrolled duct tape, and he's got about 20 ducks flapping in the duct tape that he caught. So the guy's scratching his head. The next day, the kid walks by. He's got something fuzzy in his hands. Says, what you got there in your hand? Now, you <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> well, they're, they're pussy willows. <laughs> well, let me get my hat. <laughs> oh, that's it's, beautiful. It's good to laugh, isn't it? it well, it, the it, duck it, jokes, the duck jokes, you know, the one the guy goes in, the <laughs> duck goes into the pharmacy. pharmacy. Yeah. And he says, um, how is he looking for? He goes, oh, 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 yeah. He says, uh, he says, what can I help you? He goes, yeah. He says, I'm, I'm looking for, um, for some duck food. He goes, what's the matter with you? He says, didn't you see the sign before you walked in? This is a pharmacy. It's not a pet store. We don't carry duck food. He says, as a matter of fact, he says, uh, if you uh, come back, ever come back in here, I tell you what, I'm going to nail your feet to the floor. So next day, the duck walks in. He says, uh, he says, have you got any nails? He goes, what? He says, you were in yesterday asking for duck food. He said, I told you, start a pet store. And today you're asking, he says, it's not a hardware store. He says, no, we don't have any nails. He says, good. You got any duck food? food yeah. Just put it in my bill. <laughs> well, then the second one is, yeah, that's the second yeah. one, the chapstick. Yeah. It's and, like the like the blind guy goes into the... Well, wait, the, wait, wait. Well, let's let's what? give the folks, let's give the folks the trilogy. Don't hold your horses. Okay. 
So he says, so he goes to the, uh, he comes in, he's walking around. He says, what are you doing here? And he says, uh, uh, I'm looking for some uh, chopstick. He says, that's aisle six. Comes up, he puts it, he says, you want to put that, <clears throat> you want to put that on a credit card? No, just put it on my bill. <laughs> so then the, the third day he's walking around. He says, what are you doing? He says, I'm, I'm, uh, he comes up, grabs a pair of uh, box of condoms, puts them on. A, he goes, you want those on your bill? He goes, what kind of duck do you think I am? <laughs> Bada boom, boom. Bada boom. And the, the, the blind guy with a uh, CNI dog walks into the store. He starts spinning him around uh, on the leash. And the clerk comes over and says, all nervous. What are you doing? He says, just looking around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a million of them, folks, I'll tell you. <laughs> and that's that's what we that's what we're doing here. We created a, a chorus. Uh, Tom and I have created a comedy course to help people get refine their funny and f and define their funny for that matter, right, Tom? Right. Well, the power of humor, the power of comedy, the power of storytelling for all aspects of your life, whether it's to um, lighten up your find a good relationship. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing to be uh, a partner; it's another thing to be uh, an entertainer. And I think we all have to entertain. I mean, let's face it; you got kids. You know, do you want to just be a who, 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 you know, day to day, uh, you know, taskmaster? Or do you want to put some light in the thing? Do you want to you want to lighten up your, your house? You know, you want to lighten up the workplace. You, you want to, you know, engage. Well, when I was uh, when I had my first television show, um, I had two psychic sisters on <clears throat> and they told me, you know, I was I was petrified because I thought they were going to tell me something bad you know reading my palm and all that but they told me that everyone has got that particular uh psychic ability it's how you train your brain and it's the same thing with comedy you can train your brain it doesn't matter the age that you are you can train your brain to think funny and think and grow funny and that's uh you know find what makes you funny find the tv shows you like the sitcoms um what makes your belly laugh and things like that. And that's what we, we are going to be doing all through this comedy podcast series. Absolutely. You know, I think uh, <clears throat> I told you today that and it starts with yourself, doesn't it, Bucky? You know, I mean, inside, I, you know, I always talk about the story that the gal says to me, she saw a movie over the weekend and it was a the movie star reminded her of me. And I'm all flattered thinking it's this handsome, you know, uh, Robert Redford kind of guy. And it turns out it's Woody Allen. And, uh, you know, that's not, that's not the cat we want to look like is, you know, he's not the stud. Well, and, when uh, did you, when did you get out? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so rather than taking it as uh, an insult, which I did at first, I mean, I, I just can only imagine my face. She just laughed and laughed. And I must have turned 50 shades of red and, you know, all day long, it bothered me. Jesus, you know, do I really look like him? And then, you know, the whole thing and led me to what gave you a kickstart in comedy was listening to his album, which is one of the greatest comedy albums of all time. Yeah, and he only made one. But uh, speaking about 50 shades of red, it's a good thing you didn't say 50 shades of gray because you'd probably be dead now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah the, uh, well, you're only a, as old as a woman you feel, right? I mean, that's, oh. the, that's the deal. <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> true. So, uh, so yeah. So it takes a <clears throat> going inside and saying, and 
you know, just finding out the things, usually the things that aggravate you turn out to be very funny for somebody else. <laughs> and, and, and if you look at them hard enough and long enough, you, you, you do see that we always talk about Charlie Chaplin, the close in the close up, it's all tragedy. You pull back, it's all comedy. <clears throat> and uh, so to see those things that uh, make people laugh that and laugh at yourself. That's the first place to start, isn't well, it? Well, that's where that's where you can make frustrations in your life disappear because a lot of frustration in people's lives are pent up uh, things that you can't express. So if you can get some of your frustrations, stop a minute and analyze them, then you can try to see, okay, why is this frustrating me? Why am I emotionally upset at this? And then that with a little bit of exercise, which we, we will teach you folks how to do, will make it turn around that, that frown upside down type thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Sarcasm is one of the best ways. It's just, sarcasm, <clears throat> is, and I've read it many times, the strongest uh, form of comedy, you know, to be able to, um, you know, Bill Burr is great at this right now, isn't he? Yeah. You know, I yeah. Mean, there's all of this anger, uh, there's all of this uh, hate that's going on, and he just, uh, he likes to exaggerate it. Well, the, the, the thing that people have to know, you folks, it's important for you to know that sarcasm is just one tool of comedy. And we're here to explain to you through this podcast series, the different types of comedy, the different uh, word association, uh, uh, the dialects, the different parts of the country, how they talk about, let's say, a frap versus a, a, a milkshake. Wicked, wicked pissa is a, is a New England saying, things like that. How people uh, how people, you, you could take funny things from everything, how people, they, they, uh, curse, but they don't curse, you know, like with, I'm from New Hampshire and we say Jesus crow, you know, things like that. Colloquialisms. That's a, that's a big one for me. I, I always love that kind of stuff. Word, word smithing. Well, you know, that comes with, uh, you know, one of the best ways to crack, even the individual that you're uh, addressing is imitation right well and and you listen to the timing you listen to a good comedian in there wait for it pause and things you know with a with a good joke that's why my favorite jokes are the short hitters that i used to love to do on stage i mean it just it it doesn't take much to grab people's attention you know you have to splay out the content, uh, uh, run up the story, right, Tom? Start the story. And then yeah, the punchline. And, and, you know, as far as people who come to us for the course, always remember when the student is ready, the teacher <laughs> appears. So if you're listening to us right now, there's a, there's a cosmic reason we're all connecting. And hopefully you come away from this with some good duck jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, chicken, chicken jokes and lay off the pussy willow stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? You're a comedian? And I got to tell you, uh, Tom and I could write a book, speaking about books, speaking about joke books and things. Uh, Tom and I could write a book about the funny stuff that happened to us when we got kicked out of joints and kicked out of clubs 
so many that now we look back at them and they have to be funny. You have to look at that stuff as funny and don't kick yourself because you uh, were made a mistake on stage or things like that. You learn from it, right? Yeah. You learn yeah. from your mistakes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm thinking, of course, we always, every show, I think we mentioned my crazy friend, <clears throat> Bobby Seibel, and his exaggerated zaniness, you know, and, um, you know, and and he always had the ability to go inside and and laugh uh, about himself. He got a big kick out of himself that he was so crazy, um, you know. And it's that, that that exaggerated, you know. When talking about imitation, you know, in those old uh, silent films, um, what was funnier than when uh, Charlie Chaplin would uh, some imitate somebody's walk down the street, right? You know, right. walk behind them, doing exactly, and and that strikes the funny bone in us, in us you know, and um, you know, there's so much stuff within everybody's family. Well, that's the you know, it's funny you talk about imitation, and here again, it comes down to you look at Rich Little and all those the mimics, uh, the the people who did such a good drunk routine like Foster Brooks. It's all about how you can train your brain to do that. You can. You, you can take the imitation and start doing it yourself. Get a joke book uh, online, or there's so many jokes online, and just Google the type of jokes that make you funny, and then practice the joke. Practice the timing. Practice a joke on your kid or your cousin or at Thanksgiving dinner, you know, in the, in the turkey with the Pope's nose. Well, you but, but but there's a caveat there is it the family's going to be your worst audience oh, of course uh, that's without a doubt and and your boss <laughs> exactly yeah. you're, you're not allowed where, do you, where did you get the comedy license who who are you to be funny you know right um, your com where did you go to get your comedy certification that's what it is yeah. certification <laughs> uh, yeah and uh, well yeah well folks you can get your comedy certification through us because we're, we we are uh, doing this exciting comedy chorus here, and it's it's going to be wonderful, and it's, it, we can help you so many ways because we've had to help ourselves do it for many many years. Well, you know, and part of it, Bucky, is you know when you start down any road, there's there's a it's cosmic, <clears throat> for a better term, there's cosmic things happen, okay, and one of those cosmic things that happen. All of a sudden, because you've where the attention goes, the energy flows. You put your attention on these things, and so if, for example, if you can discipline yourself to, um, to look at something that amuses you for five minutes, you know, go to YouTube, find a funny uh, America's Funniest Videos, for example. There's there's millions of these every day on Facebook ridiculousness yeah it's it's so funny to laugh at other people's expense but you gotta be uh, and it's okay to laugh it's okay to um feel irreverent and feel guilty that you're laughing at something yeah. <clears throat> and uh, and to notice what happens within you the endorphins change even the smile well not only that but your aura changes color exactly. from gray from from gray and red to green and blue and that that's going to bring in more positive energy into your lives. Too. And you're going to find more funny things, more ways to take your attention from. Well, I sent you an article today that you couldn't open, <clears throat> but the whole point of that article was to real don't, you know, pe people love to dwell on their sorrow. 
They love to dwell. They dive into the, as soon as they're awake, as they're conscious, you know, all of the pain in their lives, all of the misery, the, the misfortune, the adversity, and all it does is bring more. Well, and see, this is uh, where you can change that really easier than you think, folks, because this is what uh, Tom and I find or have found that people think they can get more attention uh, from other people from their woe is me attitude. But in reality, that can last for only so long. And then the, these people are going to get tired of listening to you complain about how your life is uh, not there. And they don't care. I mean, just tell people that, oh, I hit the lottery and, I, uh, and I'm going to uh, Switzerland for my vacation with, uh, with my kid and uh, the Girlfriend. Uh, well, babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, why don't you, uh, you know, I, I've i experienced it. Why don't you tell, you know, since we're talking about feelings and what comedy does, why don't you talk about the experience when you're on stage and you finally, you've broken the ice, you've warmed them up, and they're in flow. Let's talk about flow and, and what, go ahead. I dated her once. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and she's on. Well, she was in the main. Question. She was a main diner. The progressive <laughs> lady, right? The lady on the progressive. No, no, this was a different flow. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh. so, talk about that. The energy in the room. What it is. What what's what that that. It's almost like it's almost like music. Well, you start by by when, when you're in front of people, and I like to say that it's like you're up there with no clothes on, totally naked, nude. There's no armament. I mean, I was fortunate enough to have a prop that I used all the time that I got known for, which was my guitar. And I could play guitar really well in, in all of that. So that helped me. But the thing that really disarms people is when you can be self-effacing first, when you can talk about yourself, your own misgivings in a funny way, and, and, you know, this, uh, a lot of comedians to get up on stage and say, and talk about what they know, which is their relationship, or they're walking down the street the other day, and things like that. But, you know, when you get really search, and that's what this course is going to help with, is really searching inside for to find where your funny is to find hey i didn't know that this was funny about me and i can share it with other people and once you get on your way to telling people that kind of stuff and you experience that it's just like a snowball effect and it's going to help you out tremendously yeah well again let's i'm gonna come at you a little deeper talk about the magic that transforms what what happens in the room what what there's there's something you can't uh, you can't put your finger on it. It's intangible. Well, I think you and I have talked about this before off camera is that um, we've both had people come up to us and say, I haven't laughed like that since my husband died two years ago. You are a healer. Uh, God bless you. And it's just the energy in the room just explodes with joy and it's rampant and, it, and it's, catch, it's catchy. There you go. You know, and isn't it crazy as humans, we, I mean, 24-7 uh, news, what does it talk about? It don't talk about the good stuff. It does not talk about joy. And everybody, it's that 
that mindset. Oh, let me go get see some tragedy. Let me so see watch the car wrecks. Let me watch the house fires. Let me watch the shootings. Let me watch the robberies. Uh, you know, and 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 then. You know, what does that do for your psyche? Well, I'm going to give you folks a little tip on what you're going to be seeing in our course. And this is a tip you could take. I was in Maine uh, doing shows with my rock and roll band before I turned into comedy. And I always heard, I heard this uh, saying, and this can help you folks, is that when you tell a bear story, have a lot of bears in it. In other words, a simple thing like opening uh, a bottle of beer with a can opener and you talk, you take that little premise and you say, well, I was with my cousin and he did it with his teeth. Oh yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. Or he did it with his belt buckle or, you know, you can, you can embellish on these things. They don't necessarily have to be totally the truth. You know, they can, they, you can embellish that because people don't want to hear boring stories. They want to hear great, great things that just fascinate them. Well, could we, the story that comes to mind and it kind of incorporates many of the things that we're talking about. Did we, did we ever do my trip to the North country in the middle of the winter with a now comic, now famous, pretty famous actor, especially in the Boston area and um, throwing my leg in the back seat and then getting pulled over by the police um did, did we ever go go that way i am not sure but uh just uh as as a preface to that folks uh for those of you just tuning in to this podcast series tom lost his leg to cancer at 13 years old up to the hip so it gets a nuisance to him especially with cold weather comes out so <laughs> so rain. you use and it as, well worst case scenario you get the car stuck you can use it as a shovel <laughs> don't think i haven't thought of that and well it's better than the old wooden legs because you had to work the, i don't know how many termite jokes i heard you know uh, right. but uh yeah so i mean a crazy story where um this <clears throat> he, he had killed me if i mentioned his name i asked him to do a podcast about the story once and he said, look, he says, I'm on a TV show with 60 million viewers a week. He says, do you think I want to tell that story? So we uh, we had gone up to uh, the, the we had gone up to the border town in um, New York to uh, Canada, where I, I forget the name. It's a Plattsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Further up. And further it, up. Was, it was um, Morgan or something like that. It's a famous prison. Famous oh, yeah. Show. Oh, yeah. It's not far from Plattsburgh. Yeah. Right. And uh, so Malone, Malone, Malone. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so I had told him that there were uh, blizzards coming into uh, the area all that year and blizzards would come in and knock out everything for three days, the roads, the power, etc. And so there was this pattern and they were announcing that there was going to be another blizzard. So I warned him. I said, yeah, I had a, he was in Boston. I was in my house in New York. I mean, in New Hampshire, I said, listen, you can go straight up and use your car. But if you come to my house and leave your car here and we go in my car, we're coming back. We are coming back. We are not hanging around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, we got, we drive. It was ridiculous. It was like a four hour ride. From, oh, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So from from New Hampshire. So yeah, I, you I can't get there from here. Yeah. So it wasn't. 
So I'm exhausted. We go in, the crowd is waiting for us. And, you know, we're, we're two funny guys. And uh, I said, I'm, I said, as soon as we're through, we're back in the car because this thing is supposed to come up the coast in three hours. And so I want to be ahead of it. So, of course, we finished the show and he comes up and says, hey, Tommy, I got a couple of women who are interested. I think, uh, <laughs> I think we're going to be all right. And I said, good for you. <laughs> you, I says because I'm getting in the car. I'm not going to be stuck here for three days with them. <laughs> I could get very old, and he's so he's furious with me. He had been going through uh, a lot of anger management, so he started yelling and screaming. And he, he, I grew up in Roxbury. He grew up in Southie. And I said, hey, don't start the salty stuff on me. I said, I grew up in Roxbury. I said, stay. I'm leaving. So. Now it was his turn to drive. So I take my leg off. I'm exhausted. And I throw it in the back seat. Okay. Now he's, he's got the wheel and he's doing 60 miles an hour through 25 miles. Now, you know, you know, the North country, you can't do that at no. night. Why? Tell people why you can't do that. Especially, especially because in Malone, it, you're going across the northern end of New York and there really no good highways over there. It's windy. You can't see anything. The wipers are stuck to the windshield. I mean, you name it. It's there. The snow blows sideways across the prairies up there. Well, that's and the safety part. Of it, but there's also another part. There's, there's something waiting for you. And it's got um, a little little a siren and a little bell on the top of it whistles it's the police it's because how that's how they get their money correct well go ahead yeah so anyways you know because i knew i lived in new hampshire and i knew when i hit a town and it says 25 especially at night you do 25 and i'm telling them we're going to get pulled over we're gonna, don't worry about it and I can't believe it. We made through, I don't know how many towns we went through when we made it. I could see the bridge taking us to Vermont. And I said, a miracle's happened. No, the lights go off. Whoop, 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 whoop. Pulled over. And I'm furious. I said, here we go. We've just lost an hour. It's going to take this guy an hour to process this ticket, right? <clears throat> don't worry about it. Don't worry. Guy comes up. He's got the flashlight, right? <laughs> he does a flashlight in the car. What does he see? The leg. Okay. And I have taken because we talk about um, I lost my leg at the hip. So what I had done, I don't know why I had taken the pants and wrapped it above the whole thing. So it looked like we had a torso <laughs> in, in, in the back seat. And this guy is panicking. Now the light is dancing around and he flashes on my waist and my and he sees, oh, leg, no leg. Oh, it's a prosthesis. It belongs to the dummy beside the driver <laughs> so he asked for license and registration and i had a rental car and uh so he asked for the registration <clears throat> and he says well it's a registered car my buddy rented it and now here's the best part i had learned that if a, a blind person is in a um restaurant and they're with somebody most times they are the waiter or wait staff does not speak to the blind person they speak to <laughs> the normal person. I see where this is going. Yeah. So they say, right. So they ask him, what's he going to have, the blind person? What's. No, no, he, no I know where this goes. Yeah. So, so, what so he says, the cop says, ask him if you can get the registration. <laughs> no, he doesn't ask me directly because I got one leg. I'm stupid. So <laughs> I, I click in. I'm the blind person. So I said, uh, yeah, tell him 
yes. <laughs> so he goes, he said, yes. <laughs> so now we got an Abbott and Costello thing going. He says, well, well, ask him if I can have it. He says, he wants to know if you can have it. <laughs> Tell him, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, when? He wants to know when. <laughs> so we give him the registration. He leaves and I'm telling him, we're done. We're done. It's nah, don't worry about it. Nothing. Sure enough, a half an hour, tick, tick, tick. I'm worried about the storm. Cop comes to the window and says, uh, Mr. So-and-so, Mr. step out of the vehicle. Boom. He loses it. If he's on Stango. WWTF4. Jesus, it's only a it's only a speeding ticket. And I'm like, oh my God. No, no, we're gonna get arrested. He says, step out of the vehicle. He's still giving him lip. He reaches for his gun and points the gun. He says, step out of the vehicle now. And now he handcuffs him and he's screaming the whole time. I can't believe this is for a speeding ticket. He goes, no, you had a violation in 1987. You were speeding in New York. You never paid the ticket. There's a warrant for your arrest. <laughs> okay. So this is this is my cousin Vinny all over again. Right, right. right? So we go to the thing, and so then, then it starts again. Ask your friend if he can drive the car to and follow us to the to the courthouse. Tommy, he wants to know if you can <laughs> tell him. I said, "How the hell do you think we got here?" Yes. Yeah, so we get there, and, and then we meet outside, and he comes in. He's handcuffed, and he comes running up to the to the vehicle I'm in, and says, "Um." I think we're all set. I told him a couple of jokes. See, folks, if you take the course, you may talk yourself out of a ticket. <laughs> I told him a couple of jokes. They're laughing. We're going to be out of this. I said, you know, so-and-so, I said, you're right. I've heard about upstate New York um, judges. There's nothing they love more than to be awake, <laughs> awakened at <laughs> 1 o'clock in the morning to come down and shake hands with the tourists. I said, you're right. We're going to be out of here in minutes. Are you, you know, you're always negative. We go into the courthouse and it's right out of cousin Vinny. It's a tin roof. No, no, no. I have to use the men's room. Uh, I go in and I don't know what made me look up, but I looked up and the walls did not go to the ceiling. They went about three quarters of the way. And I realize now why they did that. They wanted to hear in the courtroom, anything that might be going on weird in the restrooms. Uh, I make it, we go down, we wait for the, judge the judge finally rolls in a half an hour later now now we're we're done because that storm's gonna lock us in for whatever and he starts hey your honor nice to meet you <laughs> my name is so and so and uh it's you got a nice town here he's trying to butter this guy up and the judge says well nice to meet you too and he says, uh, listen, Your Honor, there's a little mistake here. He says, they're telling me I owe money from uh, 15 years ago. He says, now that's that might be true. He says, because I, I don't remember it. But at the time, I was doing a lot of drugs and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm in, <coughs> I'm in rehab now. I've been clean for two years. So listen, Your Honor, why don't we just forget the whole thing? <laughs> and I'm like... I said, this is a this is amazing acting uh, right here. And the judge goes, you know, Mr. So-and-so, you're right. We'll just forget. He goes, that's terrific, Your Honor. He goes, yeah, just, just give us 350 bucks and you go on your way. So <laughs> he loses it. He jumps into his anger thing, but he's, <clears throat> he's cursing. He's cursing. Everyone, every great 
little word, word you can imagine. And the judge goes, may I remind you, you are in a court of law. <laughs> so he, he's smart enough to, to excuse himself. <clears throat> I have to use the restroom. He goes in. Little does he know, we can hear everything. The first thing I hear is he kicks that little gray um, bucket, the waste bucket across. You hear bing, bang, bang, and goes into a diatribe like you can't believe. F this, F this, these monkeys, <laughs> this kangaroo court. And I'm like, oh, we're all going to jail now, right? But the cops, there's now there's two cops and the judge. We're all laughing. They're laughing. They're laughing because he's just, he has no idea they can hear. If they ever come to Boston, I'm going to shoot them. <laughs> so he comes out. Nobody tells him, hey, we heard it all. <laughs> you know? So they said 350 bucks. I don't have the 350 bucks. At the time, I was, I had this leg that was wrapped in foam to make it look like, like a real leg. And I used to keep $350 in there. I don't know why the number 350, but it was three $100 bills <clears throat> and a $50 bill. And it was in the little uh, stocking that wrapped around the flesh colored stocking. Okay. So they turn around and I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. So they turn around, has your friend got the $350? <laughs> now, this is the last guy I want to give 350 bucks to, right? Yeah. So. I, so being a salesman, they, the three cop, the two cops and the judge look at me and it's total silence. Have you got the three? Have you got the money? And uh, as a salesman, you learn you don't answer a question with an answer. You answer a question with a question. So I said, what if I don't? <laughs> they said, well, that's simple. We're taking your buddy to Plattsburgh and we're locking him up. And I said, oh, you won't do that, will you? They said, you want to go with them? <laughs> So sure enough, I give them the money and uh, we, we get free. And uh, the, the irony is he never, for three years, I never heard from him. And it was a weird thing. I was doing this uh, course, like kind of like the course we want to offer people to get their sense of humor back and to look at life in a, in a light way. I took a course on prayer and what prayer can do for manifestation. And I got through the first course and the phone rings and it's my friend, Tommy, what are you doing? I says, uh, and I was really mad. I said, why? He says, I got your money. <laughs> and he came over and that was it. And we've been great friends ever since. Well, I got to tell you, Tom, that, that's a wonderful, hilarious story. I've never heard it before. But in wrapping up this particular podcast today, this is the kind of thing when you can laugh at stories and really feel your whole body shake. It, it's so healthy for you. It's so healthy for you all the way around, physiologically, physically, mentally, you name it, it's there. So this is what we are. Uh, we're very excited, folks, to be bringing this course to you uh, on on finding your funny bone again and um, making your life a lot more joyous with comedy and laughter. What what what's better than that? Right, Tom? That's, and, and it does. It transforms, you know. It's why I think I, for a period there, I was going through some tough times and I made it a point before I went to sleep to watch the honeymooners because it's such simple, basic stuff, so exaggerated, so comical. And I would have a great sleep. And the best part was waking up the next morning and those memories of that film the night before set my whole tone for right. the day. Well, see, that's the, that's the thing. I, I love to watch those 
those older shows too, because back then they had live audiences. I had a live studio audience and that spontaneity you get from that is important. And we'll be talking about all that through our comedy course here, folks. So look for it uh, at, at our website, wickedlaughs.com. Tom, I want to thank you for a great podcast again today. And um, folks, you got to tune in next week because Tom and I don't know what we're doing at all. So, <laughs> And yet, we pull something out of the hat, don't we? We always do, don't we, Tom? All so, right. Thanks, on, be- on behalf of Tom Hayes and myself, Bucky Lewis, on the shores of beautiful Lake Guttapee here in New Hampshire, got to go. Peace. <laughs>